Spotify gets into audiobooks, and Samsung continues to beat on blue bubbles. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices featured gear, like the OWC Thunderbolt Hub. No matter which Mac you have, you can always use more connectivity, and the OWC Thunderbolt Hub delivers. Visit macvoices.com slash featured gear and do more with your tech. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Spotify continues to amaze us as they search for ways to be more relevant to their customers, and Samsung continues to be in search of blue bubbles. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. So I'm going to throw in the next story um, to both chat rooms. Um, This is one about Spotify. I know it seems like we keep coming back to Spotify, but they keep doing strange things. Yeah, I'll Um, I'll be I'm going to go off video. I'm I'm listening. I'll be right back. Okay. Um, they are now advertising for their premium users a an a um a library of 150,000 audiobooks that you have access to, and you can listen with a prime. I, I excuse me, their top tier, 15 hours a month. After that, if you've used up your 15 hours and you're in the middle of war and peace, you have to buy another uh, block of time for audiobook listening, which is 10 hours at a, at, a, at a shot. Now, I haven't seen a lot of – there are a lot of information I'd like to know here, one of which is, is that 15 hours at any speed? If I listen to things at double speed, does that mean I only get seven and a half hours? Or does that mean I can get effectively thirty hours in 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 the fifteen? Um, what hundred and fifty thousand books? Who's deciding how and where they're getting that? And really, will this make a difference uh, against Audible, or will this entice anyone to subscribe as a supplement to the music service? Um, it will entice some people, but probably not a lot. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think um, people who are inclined to be Spotify top tier users will uh, embrace this with open arms and call it the greatest thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. Whereas people that, <clears throat> that already have an Audible subscription or they use some other type of audiobook service, and there's plenty of them out there, will say, okay, well, that's like two books a month, maybe. And if I'm, you know, if I'm listening to a lot of audiobooks, quite frankly, that's, that wouldn't be enough to entice me to open up yet another subscription service beyond what I already have. Yeah. I mean, for me, this would be a distant third between Audible and Canopy. Yeah. Or, and there's, and there are services where you can get audiobooks for free through your local public library. I just listened yep. to a Stephen King book on Libby and um the selection isn't great, but it is completely free. So, you know, if if you don't have the patience or if the variety isn't there to use some of the free services, then yeah, subscribe to Audible or subscribe to this new service with Spotify and and I guess enjoy your two books a month. I I don't 
I mean, not I, I'm not a Spotify user, and this is certainly not going to entice me. I am I am an Audible user. Um, I'm a Libby user, and I just feel like this doesn't really apply to. I, I can't figure out who this applies to because if I want to listen to music, I, I mean, music is a lot more casual listen than yeah. a book. And so if I want to listen to music, I'm going to listen to music, either intentionally or just passively. But a book, I I have to make an intentional decision. I'm not just going to pop up and say um, Spotify, well, not voice control, but Spotify. I want to read um, a political thriller or I want to, I want to read a spy novel and then have it suggest Select one for, for me. Yeah. yeah. Or for that matter, even if I just go in and say – I want to, uh, let's see, I, I want Grissom something, something. From, from Grisham or John Le Carre, yeah. you know, great. Um, but then that you don't just dip in and out of those books. You start them, there's a beginning, a middle and an end. And it just feels like this is not the same thing. Yeah. You're right. It's not, it's not for casual use. You, it, it's intended use and you have to want to listen to an audiobook and have a big chunk of time to do so. And if you do have all of those things, then 15 hours a month is likely not going to be long enough. I may have missed it, but did they announce a paid plan for more or is it still something that's yet to come and be announced? From what I've seen, Mark, it's 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 there. It's part, it's going to be is or going to be part of their their top tier. But the, after 15 hours, then you have to buy another 10 hour block of audiobook listening time. Right. That's what 15, I was referring to. What's that's what I was referring to is what's the additional block of time cost? Have they announced pricing for that? I I did not see it, not so far anyway. So I don't know. But even so, I mean, I just. I'm listening to uh, to Elon Musk's biography by Walter Isaacson, and that is clocking in. If memory serves, I think my the total time is going to be 18 hours. Yeah, so you couldn't even finish that one book. Exactly, or just have to plan on finishing it next month when my when my subscription gives me another 15 hours. Delayed so. gratification? No, thank you. They're going to you know people will be punching the button on upgrades if they're if they're hooked. That's why I'm so curious about you know, why they've announced, hey, we're going to have this service, but they don't announce yeah, you know, you know, how much it costs to buy more time. Yeah. Do we have audiobook uh, listeners, regular audiobook listeners here in the audience? Ben? Not, not regular because I, I don't spend enough time. Typically, I'm listening to audio in my car, mm-hmm. and my commute isn't long enough to – Go through the go through the hassle of listening to fifteen twenty minutes of a book at a time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that you? raises that raises an important point, which is you know some of the some of the audiobooks I have, you know the 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 voice quality they're just boring, you know. So they've just been a turnoff on you know trying other things, and so I think that is uh, something that may impact on the Spotify service because. This has been leaked, you know, in the past six or eight weeks ago that, oh, they're going to use AI and synthesize voices and so on and so forth. Uh, I think they may have the problem of the so-called uncanny valley. You know, yes, it may automatically be generated, but, you know, it's credible as a human voice. It's understandable as a human voice, but is it acceptable and desirable as a human voice? Because they're 
uh, you know, there are, uh, there are many podcasts that, you know, I tuned in and interesting topic. I just can't stand the, the voice quality of, of the host. And, you know, to me, okay, that's, you know, that, I, that just, you know, you it may as well not exist because I just, you know, go completely refuse to come back, you know? So yeah. well, I there's think a lot of, I will have the same problem. There's a lot, a lot of YouTube of, channels like that. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a lot of YouTube channels that use AI voices and the, the lack of inflection, the lack of emotion, um, as you listen to it and, you know, they get near the end of a sentence or they get to the, to a sentence that is a question. And you can tell just from listening to it, that it's using those same inflections each and every time that it, that it it's using it and it becomes monotonous and boring. And typically after two or three minutes, once I've realized that it is a uh, computer generalized voice, it's like, you know what, I'm going to go watch or listen to something else. Yep. I guess some people don't mind. My wife doesn't seem to mind because she'll send me, you know, oh, here's a video check out. And then I, I'll click on it and like, uh, yeah, I can't do it. I, I just she liked it. it. She liked it. So, you know, I guess it must work because it's, you know, there's a lot well, of it out there the, and it's the, pretty good, but it's, you know, I can't stand it. It's, and it's I not also even figure, a matter of it being pretty good. The, figured, the biggest problem. Go ahead. I, I also figure to me, that's also an indication of, you know, uh, you know, you don't, you can't even bother to voice it with a person. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I, I don't believe a word you're saying. Yeah. If if you can't, if you can't be bothered to voice it yourself or to bring in someone to do a credible voice for whatever the topic it is that you're doing, then yeah. Why should I, why should I give a crap about whatever it is this video is trying to tell me? Exactly. You're right, Jim. Uh, go I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Just real quick, uh, uh, I was going to add that, uh, you know, I, I've never read one John Grisham book, but I've listened to every single one of them. Um, and and uh, the, every one of those, they've brought in a professional voice actor mm-hmm. and they do the inflections and all that. And I really enjoyed them. Now, I always did that when I was driving someplace long distance, like when I was driving to uh, Utah or Houston or, or, or someplace from Kansas City. So I was going to be in the car for 10 hours or whatever. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. Um, now I, I have a tendency to listen to more po- podcasts when I'm uh, driving and not in so much uh, audio books. So uh, you, Chuck, you asked me earlier, do I listen to audio books? I do some. Um, I do more Kindle. Quite honestly, uh, you and I were talking about the Walter Isaacson Musk book. Uh, I've got it. I'm about 40 pages into it. I think I was 10 pages into it last time you and I talked and I just haven't had the time to sit down and read because I'm, I'm listening to too many podcasts, quite honestly. So that's what's taken over my life. But um, anyway, uh, audio books, I like them. It's, I don't do enough of them. So. Well, I mean, yeah, it's happily, you know, everyone should listen to more podcasts, preferably, preferably this one. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that said, you're right now, there's even more competition for your audio listening time. And that's why I guess I find this as, as Spotify's latest move. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to take on another giant and they're, yeah. they're trying to take on Audible um, along and with I, the other, the other no, small good luck. fry. So, yeah. Who would be, you know, let's have a show of hands. Who would be, you know, surprised if we see in 18 or 20 months 
you know, a new star story saying, you know, Spotify writes down, you know, X number of dollars and lays off, you know, Y number of people and failed efforts, you know, to uh, monetize, you know, audiobooks. Not me. Not a bit. Not me. Not me. Not me. Mean you wouldn't be surprised. No. Right. You know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. I think we're all on the same side. Yeah. I'm surprised. I haven't seen an article that Spotify has gone out of business. Well, Spotify is still the largest streaming service out there. So, yeah, you know, it, it's it's just that I think they see the writing on the wall, and and or they just don't know how to combat all the other issues that that are coming at them with Amazon and with Apple, because both of those have their own. I mean, they have their own players and their own infrastructure. And yeah. Spotify is dependent upon being on those platforms to be consumed. Yeah. <clears throat> so pony. I had a, I had a, I had an image of you know a crybaby of Spotify on last week's show. And listeners here, if you haven't seen that, go back to that. But I, I think the thing about Spotify is you know they have a bad business model. We've talked about this mm-hmm. you know forever on this show, and you know they've they've raised enough money that uh, you know they're. You know, what in Silicon Valley we call the walking dead. You know, they have no real prospect of growing or succeeding, but they have enough money that, you know, they continue hankering on, you know, you know, quarter to quarter, quarter to quarter. And, you know, and on this, I respect them for trying to do something, you know, to grow. But um, I just don't know that uh, this is going to be it because, you know, Let's show of hands here. How many people here, you know, have a, a Prime subscription that, in some way, gives them one Amazon, one Audible book or more a month? You know, so I think you know, um, I don't know that Spotify is going to be successful. You know, you have the, in addition to the Kenny you know, Valley problem of voice quality, they're at this point they're competing against habits, <laughs> habits and behavior. You know, are, they using, are, are they used. using AI voices for their books? Yes. I don't think that's been established. You no, know, no, it has. And stuff we, in yeah. stories I read earlier, you know, it wasn't part of the announcement, but, you know, in, in some of the leaks leading up to this, they were saying, yes, they're going to use AI to generate the voices. But I think it's, it's, you know, the Microsoft problem. How do you convince people that you have a service that is maybe 90% as good as Google? How do you convince people to search on Bing instead of, you know, going to Google? You know, especially since Google's now a lowercase is a verb. You know, let's Google it. Yeah. You know, I think that I think Spotify has the same problem. It's just convincing people to go and try them. You know, instead of you know, oh, I'm already get I already have stuff you know on Amazon. I already have stuff on Apple. No matter how disgusting you know you know the Tammy Richards thinks their interface may be, they know how to use it and they're using it. What's going? What you know? What other than Spotify paying the money is going to change their behavior to get them to try their service? Well, but Mark, you, I think you make an interesting point that, you know, will this attract people to try Spotify? I mean, I, I, I think there, I, don't, I, I think it'll, it, there's a faction out there that may get that, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to say, okay, with, with audible, you buy the book, you own the book and so I have access to it for as long as Audible is in business. And if I can, if I can use one of the pieces of software they can download it, then I can download it and have it for in case Audible goes out of business. Here, 
you it is much more like a library model where I'm renting scratch that I'm renting the time to listen to the book, but I have no ownership of it, no no adding it to my library for later reference. And that that to me is very interesting because I've, I've listened to audible books that I now own, but you know I probably won't go back and listen listen to them again. I'm on to other things. So is this a better model? I don't know. How don't big know. is the audiobook market anyway? Pretty darn big, Jim. It's pretty big, yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's certainly not big to Apple or Amazon. It's it is to Amazon. Amazon, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Amazon owns Audible. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But as a percentage of Amazon's business, it's a rounding error. That, that's that's a tough question, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I do. I, I, I don't know. That's we, a different we, conversation. We, let's let's research this and bring this up as a, you know as a coda in next week's show if it's if yeah. we all think it's important, rather than you know speculate about data that you know none of us has at our fingertips. Yeah, yeah that, I, I, mean, I don't want to profess that audiobooks is, is the the significant portion of Amazon's business, but it's it's a audiobooks are a big enough market that. Uh, well, they sued uh, Apple to try to keep yeah. them from uh, from getting into that they, market themselves. They didn't do that. DOJ did that. It, okay. Okay. Yeah. Our government <laughs> yeah, exactly. at work trying to help people. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices featured gear, like the OWC Thunderbolt Hub. No matter which Mac you have, you can always use more connectivity. And the OWC Thunderbolt Hub delivers with three Thunderbolt 4 ports that are USB-C compatible and a USB-A port that is USB 3.2 Gen 2 compatible. The Hub delivers 60 watts of charging power, and because it's externally powered, doesn't compromise on performance. Find the links at macvoices.com slash featured gear. Hey, there's one more I want to get to. We're going to get away from this one. There's one more thing that, that I wanted to get to, to be sure. Um, and I'll put him in the chat room now, uh, in both chat rooms, actually. Um, and that is oh, this okay. Samsung thing that came out about RCS and uh, chats being compatible between Android and, and iPhone or messages. And you know they they're trying to push Apple into subscribing to this RCS standard. Why? Can I can I summarize this? Sure, go for it. Ken Ray in his podcast today he discussed this, and you know, sort of you know, at the end of his analysis, he said, "Well, you know, you can't chain Apple into this, you know, because you know." You know, people who don't get, uh, you know, don't get the right color, you know, text message, you know, is it going to, you know, is it going to, you know, stop more Android people, you know, is it going to, you know, make them switch to Apple? Maybe, you know, is it going to, you know, is it going to shame Apple people and just switching to Android? Probably not. So, you know, I think, you know, Google has tried this and failed and now their partner is, you know, is trying a similar shame on you, public disgrace and, um, you know, that's where it is. And I, I jumped to the conclusion, if somebody wants to talk about what the issues are and the difference between the two different services, you know, uh, go ahead. But, you know, I, I think this is just noise that, you know, you know, you know, three weeks from now or three days from now, no one's going to remember. Ben? Yeah. 
I, I think this is more the marketing team than any the the guys at Android and uh, Samsung hardware are actually serious about getting R RCS in there. Um, honestly, right now, if there's any chance at it, it's going to be more through the EU DMA than any kind of marketing campaign. Because I would say, you know, I mean, I correspond with people, you know, who have, uh, you know, a couple of people who don't, you know, have uh, Android devices and their stuff is in what, blue instead of green? Green instead um, of blue. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, I know to them, I just, I can just only send text, you know, I can't send them, you know, or maybe a link, but I can't send them images and other stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, there's there's again human behavior they're setting their ways they don't know what they're missing um you know so i can understand you know why you know people would like to open up you know the gate but uh you know because we're in apple i don't think we feel disadvantaged because we can intercommunicate with apple and android maybe enough android people you know feel like you know you know they're they're disadvantaged and they're putting pressure on Google and why can't you do this? And that's why you know, Google and now Samsung is trying to pressure Apple, you know, into, into opening up. Yeah. And I, I guess I looked at this and I thought this just feels like Amazon and excuse me, Samsung and Google trying to homogenize things a little bit more to their own they, least common denominator. Yeah. They, Worst they, I mean, common they, denominator. They clearly have the, the the lower end of this stick, and they want to pull the stick down even. And you know, there was that quote, the famous quote from Tim Tim Cook saying that uh, you know, tell your okay, your mother wants wants to text, then buy her an iPhone. Buy her an iPhone. <laughs> and yeah. I, you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, I I just I, I'm fascinated that they continue to do this, and they continue to point out sort of in a backwards way, unintentionally, the desirability of the blue bubbles. Mm -hmm. And, and, under and the guise it's not of, like they can't text. Yeah. It's it's not like, mm -hmm. you know, if, if somebody that owns an Android phone wants to send me a text on my phone, I'll get it as long as yeah. it's going to the, the correct number or email yep. account or, or however I have that message set up. And it's not like, it's not like there's not a, a plethora of different messaging services out there. So if you need some feature that isn't available through standard Google, uh, or sorry, standard uh, Android services, well, then you and, and whoever it is that you need to do all this stuff with need to get a different kind of message app that, that's cross-platform, and then you can just do all that stuff. I I just don't see why... Anyone needs to make a change in the way Apple does it when 90% of the functionality is there. It, it's of course, yeah. you're not going to get all the, the, you know, the, the, the great features that you get with an iPhone through messaging, but the rest of it, it's just like, it's icing on the cake. You want to send me a text, send me a text. I'll get the text. Right. Will it's so I, like they need to send it. Hey guy, you, you know, you low life Android user, you know, check your email, you know, for all the, all the great links I want to share with you. <laughs> okay. Well then send me an email. 
or yeah. do it through I mean, some other messaging service, or or or, or, or yeah, or do both. I mean, you're yeah. you're missing the humor in my point, but I I agree with you. There's no shortage of messaging yeah. systems. I don't know. It just I mean, I I looked at this and it's like I know we're Apple users, so I know we come with to this kind of story with a certain amount of bias. But I I look at it and think you're just all you're doing is you're 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 pushing, you're elevating your Mediocrity. competition. Well, you're you're asking for mediocrity. You're elevating your competition by saying we want to play too, and that's a theme that seems to keep cropping up here in our discussions week in and week out. People saying Apple, you should do it this way so we can play too. Can I interject a serious point here, which is you know the the you know the people you know there's sort of like three people I correspond most who have you know Android devices, and the reason for that. And I've asked them, and it's because you know they're so tied into the Windows ecosystem, you know. And yes, you know there may be you know, yes, you know iPhone et cetera will work with that, but you know they're they have their blinders on. They think okay, I, you know I not it may not work. I don't want to take the risk, you know. So uh, you know I think if Apple wants to try to convert and get those more people to switching, they should you know campaign more about compatibility and how there's you know low friction or zero friction switching costs because what i found in my unscientific you know sample is you know the the fear oh it might not work is the thing that keeps people you know on the phones and and one person in particular you know you know he he drives his android phones and literally until they break you know and you know or won't hold charge for battery charge for more than an hour you know so you know, for he, he's an economic buyer. You know, the other two is you know they're they're tied into an you know a Windows ecosystem, and you know they're just worried that all this other stuff won't work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one, oh, Ben, go. Sorry. Yeah, I, I work with Android uh, people all the time. Uh, do you want to know how much difficulty there is in interfacing with them? Practically zero. Yep. I mean, this is something completely overblown. I mean, whatever. Are there common sticking points? I mean, any any sticking points there are are quickly overcome. If text messaging can't do something, uh, we move to like Facebook Messenger or something. It's it's or WhatsApp. Yeah, or WhatsApp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, one one last thing, um, and that's uh, our our resident researcher Jim Ray has gone out and found the Association of American Publishers final industry sales estimates also put the trade audiobook market at one point eight billion. So, and and he says Amazon's retail e commerce sales worldwide will reach seven forty six point twenty two billion in twenty twenty three. So, Jim, your rounding error comment maybe. Re, uh, appropriate but 1.8 billion dollars is nothing to sneeze at yeah it may not be important to amazon but it is you know that would be a juicy opportunity for spotify yeah yeah and you know i mean that's 1.8 billion and really you're not you're not having to develop anything for it you're having to maintain the infrastructure but once you get the infrastructure in place the apps in place you have to you have to maintain them 
And obviously you have to feed the machine, but Spotify has to feed the machine oh, too as far as content. That's not 1.8 billion in profit. No, that's that's revenues. Yeah, that's not sales, that's revenues. So yeah, yeah. But still. But again, so. the strategic value to Amazon is sort of like you know, the strategic value to Apple of having watches, phones, tablets, computers all work together. You know, it's mm-hmm. part of the ecosystem. Yeah, so, accessories. It's like Apple's accessories. They don't make much money on them, but they keep putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but not just not just that, guys. But think about it. You know, I think you're discounting the idea that Amazon has been the place to go for books, and then it was the one. place to go for eBooks through the Kindle, mm-hmm. and then it became it's the place to go for audiobooks through the Audible app on iPhone or any of the Amazon devices or Android Android devices. Mm-hmm. So it's all tied into the book market, whatever that means. And, you know, I will have to do some research and see what the book market is. If you start looking at all of it, what so Jim Chuck, just found that, was 1.8 billion uh, in audiobooks. Chuck, that's a great elaboration of what I was saying that it's, it's strategically important to Amazon because it's, it's part of their overall book ecosystem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and that but also includes use that also includes used books, by the way. You know, so it's yeah. not just yes. Yes. Good point. Yeah. And I mean, having that in the ecosystem is a big reason why Amazon bought Audible. Right. How long ago did sure. that occur, Ben? Do you remember? It's been uh, a number of years. Let me put it this way. It's gotten to the point where all the years blend together. Yes, you you were you were you were you were dating high school cheerleaders when uh, when it acquired. Somebody would have been in my thirties. Well, and and remember, remember that Amazon, you know, they can do things like you know, if you buy a book on Kindle, it'll immediately say, "Oh, you want to add this on Audible," Um, and vice versa. Spotify is not going to be able to do that. And and they even have, I've, I've never tried it, but I assume it probably works well, that you can go back and forth and read a, you know, a little bit on Kindle and then go to listen some on your Audible and then go back and read some on Kindle of the same book. So, mm-hmm. you know, Spotify is not going to be able to touch that. And, and just the whole thing of what you said, Chuck, yeah, Amazon's, you know, people, it's a brand, you know, for books. And, you know, Spotify's... Just because Spotify shows up and says we're here, um, you know they're going to have a very difficult time disrupting um, Amazon. There, look, Apple hasn't, I don't think, really disrupted uh, Amazon and books. No, the DOJ, the the DOJ prosecuted them. So if I were to summarize this, yeah, but they're still, but Apple's still in, you know, the book business. They they have they have books. You you can buy ebooks and you can buy. Uh, uh, audiobooks from Apple, and you know, Apple has not stopped doing that. And it, presumably, you know, there's enough business there for Apple to that finds it worthwhile to continue. But my guess is that Amazon is, you know, still by far the bulk of that business, and that Apple really hasn't um, made much uh, inroad there. So, Jim, you know, since like 2010, when I've bought my first ipad i've you know i've maybe i bought less than five 
you know, physical books since then. I've bought dozens of you know, books that I can read on Kindle. So I guess, uh, you know, my, my question is, relative to the book market, you know, you know, Apple tried and you know, they tried and failed and the DOJ spanked them. And after that court case came down, you know, all of a sudden Amazon you know, Kindle book prices, you know, increased. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, the question is in terms of your book reading habits, what's the mix between eBooks versus you know, paper books? I don't read paper books. Mm-hmm. For how long? Um, more around a decade, and that's I should clarify. Is that is that iPad? I should tell you that I own at least five thousand physical books, maybe ten thousand. I don't know, but um, virtually none. Uh, yeah, it's mostly on the iPad. I you know I have I have a Kindle that I haven't plugged in. I, I mean, I did use the Kindle for a while, for two or three years. But now, and then I've done some on the phone, but mostly on the iPad. What was that? Yeah, I have a Kindle. I, it's in the other room. Otherwise, I'd show it like, you know, Webb did. But uh, I found, I, I found um, interesting inversion that in, 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 in some recent buys, the, the paperback version is less than the Kindle version. But yeah, I I don't want Which the paper. Is, I I don't want I don't want physical stuff. So I get it on the I I get the ebook Kindle well, version. Well, not only not only do I not want physical stuff, I I can't read paper without glasses. Um, but um, you know, on the on the, on the iPad, no problem. So I don't even know where my glasses are. Um, <laughs> what size iPad do you have? Ten. I have a a ten. Is that a pro? Is you no know, the pro is like yeah, 10 it's and a 20, 2018. Um, here it is. Stuck in the charger. Stuck in the magic dock. Here it is. Okay. Yeah, I have a twenty eighteen pro. Yeah, I think it's a twelve yeah. or thirteen or twelve point eight, twelve point nine, whatever. This is. This is the same one as you have, but it's not the big one, not the 12. Guys, I'm going to wrap uh, wrap this up. We've gone way long. Um, but to to answer the one question that was asked, March 19th, 20, 2008, excuse me, 2008, Amazon finished their acquisition of Audible. Oh, so wow, that's been, really a long time ago. It's It's been a lot longer than I thought, yeah. Was that 25 years? No, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, so, you guys know uh, Brent Simmons of Net Newswire fame. Yep, mm-hmm. he's worked for Audible for several years. Hmm. Interesting. All right, let's go around the room. Let folks know where they can uh, find out where they can catch up with you and tell you what they think <clears throat> of your opinions on everything we've talked about tonight. That should be interesting. <laughs> um, so we're we're going to keep the same order. Uh, Mr. Guy Searle, thank you so much for for being here. Thank um, you. Where Chuck. can folks find you? Well, you can find me nearly every week on the MyMac.com podcast. We just had our 950th episode that I do nearly every week with Gaz. Uh, over on the socials, you can find me on 
X as Mac Parrot or Vert Shark. I am also Mac Parrot on Counter Social and Mac Parrot at Mastodon.social. Uh, let's see. We have uh, a Google Voice number that you can call and give us a bunch of crap on on 703-828-4677. And thank Sorry, you. say that again. 703. <laughs> 703-828-4677. Guess okay. is going to be calling you, guy. Well, that's fine. Traders You'll get a- are standing by. You will get mm-hmm. you will get a Woody if you if you call. Okay. If you want to know what a Woody is, that's a big W, big O, big O, big T, little I, little E, exclamation mark. That's a Woody. Okay. okay. Thanks yeah. for being here, guy. <laughs> sure. <on>. Oh, <laughs> guy, which mic did you use today? You know, the same one I've been using for a while. It's the Lewitt four forty uh, four forty pure. Sounds it's very a good. wonderful, wonderful microphone. It's a. I love it's your audio fantastic. quality tonight. It's really good. So yeah. thank you. It, it really you know, is. Use this again. Yeah. I've, well, I've, I've, I've had it for a while, but the problem is when you have this many microphones, you feel obliged to kind of circle them <laughs> around. But lately it's like, you know what? Just use a good microphone and shut up about it, guy. So that's what I've done. <laughs> thank you, guy. Thank you. Jim Ray, where can folks connect with you? Well, you can find me on the interwebs at uh, proview.com, B-R-O-V-U-E, and also specifically on Mastodon at proviewjim, same spelling of proview, proviewjim at techhub.social. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Ben Rathig. Thank you for being here as always. Where can folks uh, find out what is on your mind? Well, Chuck, you can find me on the plethora of social media at Ben Raythig, at Raythig.tech on the web. Uh, Tuesday nights, you can find me here on Mac Voices. Thursday on the absent uh, Dave Ginsburg's uh, In Touch with iOS as well as Thursday and Friday on the Big and Mac shows on the British Tech Network. Thank you very much, Ben. Really appreciate it. It's always great. Mark Fuccio, thank you for uh, for being here. Hopefully your background next week will be able to be a little more upbeat than tonight's. Chuck, I certainly hope so. And it will be inspired by whatever articles you throw out to us, you know, as homework to read to prep for the show. Sounds good. Where can folks uh, connect with you? Well, in the physical world, I'm probably under the uh, overpass of uh, Highway 280 and Wolf Road (laughs) near the Apple campus. And in the virtual world, I'm at X, the site formerly known as Twitter. You know, at the handle is at Mark Fuccio, M-A-R-K-F-U-C-C-I-O, all one word, all lowercase. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Last but absolutely not least, just like we started out, Mr. Webb Bixby gets to close us out. Webb, thank you for uh, for being here. Where can folks find you? Chuck, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I appreciate getting the invitation every week. So uh, I, I'm going to uh, go through like the plethora, as Ben called it. Uh, uh, you, you name it, I'm probably there and I'm all under uh, Webb Bixby. But we'll go with X today at Webb Bixby, W-E-B-B-I-X-B-Y. Great. Thank you, Webb. 
And thank you for helping me spend money. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices Live. We do this Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. Join us next time uh, at that time in the chat room at youtube.com slash TV. Until then, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.